Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the Big Match Preview coming to you live here from the Valley. My name is Louis Mendes. Joining me in the studio here in SC7 to look ahead to Saturday's trip to the Kyan Prince Foundation Stadium to take on Queen's Park Rangers. Uh, over on my right-hand side is Mr. Lewis Cat. How are you doing, Lewis? Yeah, good, mate. You are right. Yeah, you had a good week? Yeah, good. Getting in the festive spirit now. I can see that on your face. It's written all That's over it. you. Yeah. Exactly. Lovely Christmas jumper. Well, it's pretty it's much done. Jumper. It is a plain yeah. jumper. Yeah. It's not very Christmassy. No, right. not, so, yet. not yet. Bring a Santa hat in next time, please. Okay. Okay. All right, and uh, no. also uh, making a, his first appearance in 15 years on my left hand side, Mr. Nathan Muller back in the house. How you doing, Nath? Back in the house. Yeah, I'm good, mate. <laughs> yeah, love, yeah, living the dream, mate. Yeah, you've had a long holiday. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen your beautiful little face, hasn't it? Yeah, Be- beautiful and little. Yeah. Two, two, two of my proudest attributes. <laughs> um, I'm not saying a word, mate. <laughs> uh, on tonight's show. <laughs> Uh, before we get ready to look ahead to the QPR game, we're going to discuss the latest news on Lyle Taylor's contract. Lee Bay, you're talking about uh, <coughs> that earlier on today. Uh, we're also going to talk about the takeover, which is still rumbling on uh, in the background. We're going to discuss some fresh injury news because that's what we do every week. We we, we can't change the habit of a lifetime. Um, we'll talk about why we're conceding late goals, I think. And then we will start to pay a bit more attention to Saturday's trip up to QPR. Loftus Road has been renamed as the Kyan Prince Foundation Stadium, by the way. I remembered it. Um, so we're going to hear from uh, Nick Kituno. Uh, he does uh, West London Sport, but he also does um, uh, a Charlton uh, coverage as well. So he knows both teams very well. We'll hear from Nick uh, and we'll hear from Bayer once more uh, looking ahead to the game. Right. Uh, breaking news this or well, this morning uh, from Richard Corley in the South London Press. He says that Lee Bayer revealed uh, that Lyle Taylor has turned down a Charlton Athletic uh, contract offer. Uh, Bayer said that Lyle's been offered a contract and he's declined it. It's his choice if he wants to sign it or not. We've offered him a good contract. Roland Duchatelet was who offered him what we think is a good uh, contract. Uh, this comes after Lyle Taylor putting on Twitter. Uh, on the 17th of December, so you're, you're going back two days, saying that a contract hadn't been offered. Um, and uh, understanding is his contract was offered quite a while ago. Uh, your thoughts, Lewis, first of all? So, not not ideal, our, our, our top striker, out of contract at the end of the season, as it stands, turning down a contract offer. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's not ideal, but I can't say I'm surprised, really. Um, it's sort of, the writing's been on the wall with that, I think, most of the season. Um, obviously, Lars has been injured for... The majority of the campaign so far, we're just starting to see him come back. But even before then, I just felt like his head wasn't really in the right place. And we obviously had the offers that we did in in the summer, and and the the offers from Brentford on on deadline day to to you know that came in, and we didn't take them up on that. So I think the thing is, we've got a bit of uncertainty in terms of ownership, haven't we? And we've getting this takeover over the line. We don't really know what contracts been offered or or when it was actually offered. Um, so, if if it's come from Roland, then it 
probably isn't the contract offer he was looking for. But then there's nothing. There's no means to say yeah. that the offer from the the new prospective owners would have been any any more improved. So I'm I'm not really surprised about it. I mean, it's, it's a massive shame because we all know what Lyle Taylor can do and what he has done in a Charlton shirt and how pivotal he was for us last season and how important he was in in helping us push towards promotion. But you know, it, it's, it's all sort of doom and gloom. I mean, no player's bigger than the club, mm. are they? So, you know, players come and go. But I'd obviously like have liked him to stay or, or still want him to stay. I, I don't think it's completely dead in the water yet. We'll just have to see what happens in January. Yeah, I mean, the, the, what we what we can say is, I mean, he is still contracted until the end of the season, though. So everyone who, who's getting out there and writing his obituary <laughs> might be going slightly over the top because I mean, if no sensible offer comes in in, in January... Um, then we may choose to, to hold on to him to the end of the season, and that could be the difference between going down and staying up. Yeah, it could be. Um, it, you know, it's, it's one of the things. It's, it's not going to be. He's not the first, and he ain't going to be the last. Where uh, you can have a, a, a good player who's done very well for us, and he's going to have interest. Uh, but I'm, I think I'm in the camp of I only want players who want to be here to be here. You know, um, as much as like I said, he, Lyle's been great. He's he's a very good player, very important player. The way we. You know, obviously, not only the goals, the assists, uh, our build-up play. You can t- you can notice that in the last, obviously, few ga- uh, few few months or weeks he's been out. So, um, but yeah, I'm not going to sit here whining about it. Um, it's just one of them things, and yeah, we can we can have him for the rest of the season. I think Lyle will be professional um, if we do decide to keep him. But in my opinion, I can't see that happening. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Nathan mentioned there he he is still here to the rest of the season. Don't, don't forget the, a move to Brentford was afoot in, 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 in the summer, but the club decided not to sell. So and, and after that, Taylor still came out, scored five goals in the first six games of the season before his injury. It's not like we saw him down tools or anything like that. He's coming back to fitness now. Uh, I think probably likely to start at QPR by the sounds of it. So again, I mean, we're seeing a lot of people going quite over the top on, I'll oh, get rid of him. Get, he's, he's, I mean, he's still got half a season minimum with us if, if we don't sell him. So... Is there a, is there something to be said for you need to try and get behind the player still while he's still here? Yeah, definitely. I think, as you say, there's there's no real guarantee that he's even going to go in January. The clubs might want to hold off until the summer and, and not pay a fee whatsoever. You know, or, or some clubs might want to go in for him now and, and help aid their promotion push if they're at the at the upper end of the table. They might want to come in for him early in January and, and help aid where they finish come the end of the season. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think all the while that he's in a Charlton shirt, and he has been professional even since the the uh, the bids that came in in the summer from Brentford is is get behind him because you know the reason that we're all gutted that he's turning down a contract is because he's a good player that that we've all grown to love since he's come in here and he's and he's done a good job and and has performed outstandingly for us when called upon so you know the reason the reason that we're so gutted is because we want him to stay so you know that he can make a difference if you get behind him so there's there's no point coming out and you know berating him online or or you know, sending him abuse on Twitter or booing him from the stands because mm. it's just not going to help. You may as well get behind him because while he's in a Charlton shirt, he can really, as you say, he can help us. He can be the difference between staying up yeah. in this division or, or going back down to League One. And obviously the other thing I think we, should, we probably should say is, I mean, rejecting a contract offer does not mean that's the end of it. There could still be improved offers. Uh, the new owners are coming. I and mean, Rich has said, he, I think the new owners themselves aren't feeling too confident of being able to secure him. But it doesn't mean it's, it's all over and done with at the moment. It could be part of an elaborate game to... 
you know, try and increase your, your contract offer. I'm sure we've seen it all over the place. I mean, even with Lee Bayer's contract, he, he he does talk a little bit about wanting to see some loyalty being being rewarded. So, I mean, these are the sort of things that, that happens in football. Sometimes original contract offers will get knocked back. I mean, like I say, with Bayer's first one last year, he knocked it back. I remember him saying it was a really strange contract offer. So, I mean, the, these things could change as well, which is another reason why it might be slightly too early to get completely carried away and start tweeting abuse to the player. Yeah, I think so. I we think shouldn't in, do that anyway, surely. No, <laughs> no, of course. But I think in, in any walks of life, even what we do, I mean, if we want to go and try and get more money for what we do, you know, you, you don't always accept the first offer. And there'll be other footballers that are probably at this club when they've been negotiating contracts and then they've said no to the first offer. You know, it happens is what negotiating is. But I think for us, without obviously knowing the details too much, of this good contract offer that Lyle was, you know, what Bo said that he was offered. Um, it's his right to turn it down and what you don't want to do is start offering people silly money just to keep Lyle here because you've still got to look at the health of the club. Um, we all know he's a great player and how help, you know, what he's done for us. But at the same time, we can't get too, atta- in my opinion, I don't think we can get too attached to players because football's changed now. You don't really have, you know, the, the loyalty that you may have once had. It's players come and go. You know, this isn't Lyle Taylor Football Club. This is Charlton, you know. So it is what it is. And listen, I'm, I want him to stay. Of course I do, like every other Charlton fan probably. But just, yeah, I mean, in terms of social media, everyone's entitled to their opinion. But I just don't think it'll probably help the situation mm. by, you know. And yeah, granted, I think Lyle probably hasn't helped himself in certain instances. But... You know, it's done now. We can't really do much. So I just think we'll just watch mm. this space. If, you know, if the new owners come in, they might offer him more money. But then what you've got to understand in a dressing room if you, if you see Lyle will come in and let's say he does talk to people and tell them what people get, then they're going to have a few more knocks on the doors with the other players. So they've got to be sensible about it and they'll have a budget. Just because we'll have new owners, it doesn't mean we're going to have a blank checkbook. I know that much. Mm. Not, like any, not even Man City will have a blank checkbook. So... Um, and we've got nothing to do with Man City. So exactly. We just need to make that very just clear that right now, <laughs> yeah, just in case the EFL are listening. <laughs> More on that later. Uh, you mentioned social media, Nathan. Obviously, I mentioned, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say it about any player. I don't like to see, you know, I never think it does any good when, when people are tweeting towards a player. Um, it's, it's one of, this is one of, the, one of the rare players where you see one bite back quite a lot online. Um, I mean, in the story today, there was Lyle Taylor was calling a player, uh, calling a supporter. So now, now the, the key thing is here, the, the supporter deleted his original tweet, so I don't know exactly what it said, and I can imagine it was probably quite offensive or, or ridiculous, judging by the reaction it's got from Lyle, but he, he's tweeted back saying, uh, you know, for, no contract has been offered. Uh, secondly, unfollow me if, if you don't want, I don't want to hear your whining, you little baby. So you're seeing a lot of arguing on, on social media. Like it's, it's certainly not something you used to seeing from from a player too much. You can, I mean, from Lyle, you do get that a lot. Whether it's about football, politics, any anything he wants to talk about, he'll he's not afraid to have a conversation on, on Twitter, and, and he's more than entitled to. But it is it, when it's fans and players biting back at each other from both sides, it is a little bit unsavoury to see. To be, is that fair? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think you know, as you say, there, Lyle's got his right to his freedom of speech and, and his opinions and everything, and we know that he's quite outspoken on social media, and he's taken time out of it recently because of that. Um, maybe reacting the way he did uh, to the tweet. I, obviously, as you say, I don't know what the original tweet was because it was removed, but you imagine it must have been something pretty unsavoury for, for Lyle to react because the amount of tweets he must get and mentions he gets a day from Charlton fans or football fans all over the country, whether they're praising him or or whatever. You think it must take a lot for that to sort of stick in his mind and, and make him feel like he, he has the need to react. 
Um, but it doesn't, as you say, it doesn't help. It, it does make it unsavoury. And, and the way that he's come across now, that the news has come out that he has turned down a contract after saying that nothing had been offered and calling a fan a whiny baby. It doesn't. It doesn't really look too good on Lyle either. Mm. And uh, with you know, as we as we've said just then previously about getting behind the player and, and supporting him while he's still in the Charlton shirt, when things like that happen, it does make it harder for for a minority that might not want to come out and support him now because they may see that as he sort of he, you know he's dug out his fan base if you like, and and they may find that hard to forgive. So. I don't think there's any real guarantees that everybody's going to get behind him mm. at the moment. So uh, the best thing, you know, I'm, I'm no specialist in, in this, but you, if you're a player, you just sort of don't don't bite yeah. at that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, they're only human, but it's you, you, for your own good, there's no point in biting yeah. any of it, really. I, I guess what, what, of course, you can say is that the support in a stadium on, on, on a Saturday, does it doesn't really reflect the sort of bile you see on, the, on, on a Twitter page on, on, on a midweek. So, for example... You know, when 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 the potential move to to Brentford was was a foot in in the summer, you know, he came out. You know, there, there was a fair bit of tweets flying around. Oh, he can get rid of him if he don't want to be here. All that stuff. He he, he can he can sort off and all that. But then he comes out Saturday, scores a goal, and everyone's singing his name. So it probably does get overblown slightly what you see on Twitter. But at the same time, Nath, I mean, it, it, there has been a lot of a lot of to and fro on Twitter, and and it's not something that that we're used to seeing. And, I mean, can you understand why fans on on that side of it are getting quite wound up by what they're saying yeah you can imagine why some fans are getting um wound up because you know they care and you know i'm sure lyle does and it's just um i think with social media now everything's so instantaneous and you can react to things and not everyone has the same opinion which we also you know everyone knows about in terms of brexit no one ever agrees on everything but it listen it's just it's not ideal but you know if lyle wants to voice his opinion and react to something yeah i mean when you're when you grow up as um, from young football, especially nowadays, younger footballers are sort of t- taught a lot of social media and how you carry yourselves and conduct yourselves over the internet. Um, not saying what Lyle's doing isn't what he was taught, but he's just voicing his opinion. It it does cause a lot of friction, but like you say, I think everyone, as long as you get behind the fella and all the lads on a Saturday, that's the main thing that counts. And I think that'll happen. And like you say, if he bangs in a last minute winner. He might put the old fingers in the ears, or you know, he'll probably have some sort of something to say. Um, but yeah, well, let's hope he does score on Saturday, and then everyone will forget about it. And then if sign a contract, we'll all go and have a nice beer. Right, is that, is that, is that an invitation <laughs> to Lyle for a beer? Lovely. Well, if, you, if you're listening, Lyle, make sure make sure you get down. Where are we going? The, the I don't know. Hammersmith, I think, after the game. Yeah, that's yeah, really, yeah, all right. We'll yeah, see yeah. you there, Lyle. Uh, I mean, it's funny actually. You mentioned Lyle's age there because obviously younger players are. You know, very, especially Premier League players, you know, higher up the pyramid, they're, they're so managed when it comes to social media and stuff. They've probably got someone else doing it from half the time. But obviously, Lyle is slightly of a of a slightly older vintage footballer wise. He's still younger than me, but um, <laughs> uh, and that probably does quite make play quite a big part in his decision that has to be made January or at the end of the season. In fact, that if there's if there's one more chance to get a better a better paying club. I mean, this could be his big time. Don't forget, he's spent most of his time in the lower leagues. He's been a real late bloomer into a, a quality championship striker. He, it would do him absolutely no harm to go and get the the best contract he can at this stage of his career. No, exactly. And, and you mentioned the age there. It, it is the ideal time to do it. They sort of say you peak at that age when you're a footballer. So he, he has done his time in the lower divisions. He's he's been a bit of a journeyman, if you like. I think he's had 14 clubs in his career which is which you know is a fair bit he's hopped around quite a few he's played in Scotland but he, he hasn't ever really made the step into the championship apart from with us and 
when he made that step up, he he did it properly and, and he showed that he was capable of playing at this level from the off. And, and that's why he's got so many people that have taken a look at him and, and are interested in signing him because they, he can improve their football club. Mm. That's why we're so gutted about losing him. So, yeah. um, as, as Nave said, it would be... It'd be it would be great if something happens and, and there's a bit of a U-turn with Lyle and, and he, he decides to stay, even if it is to the end of the season. But I think it, the whole thing is just a bit of a watch this space scenario. Yeah, excellent. Right, we had some uh, tweets in uh, on the subject of Lyle Taylor's contract. Uh, Ev James says, Good evening, I'll just make this quick. Lyle Taylor who? You know my views on this type of player. Let the player go and hope he has success and that we uh, move on and Phil uh, sent in a message as well. Hi guys, just some thoughts on Lyle Taylor. It appears he's turned down Roland's latest contract offer according to the South London Press. His social media ramblings have made him unpopular in some quarters uh, and his inflated ego is starting to get on people's nerves. He does always put in a good shift when he plays but no player is bigger than our club. It uh, will be interesting to see what our new potential owners feel about the situation. I suppose it depends on how deep their pockets are and if we can source a replacement. That's from Phil. Um, so yeah, but good points there. I mean, like we say, I mean, contract negotiations are negotiations. It doesn't sound it's never the end until the player's left. Okay, it could always change. But like I say, Rich says it doesn't uh, put on Twitter that it doesn't sound too like the ESI lot might might not be able to get a deal as well. The player might have made his mind up. But it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting few months as we see uh, where that lands. Right, something else that's been fairly interesting. Um, sort of yesterday and today, it came out. Uh, ESI uh, takeover going through the EFL uh, owners and directors test of course Um, the EFL investigating links between Man City uh, and the Abu Dhabi consortium ESI who have decided to um, uh, to to buy Cholton ESI say they're confident that they provided evidence that the funds are private and unrelated to City owner Sheikh Mansour uh, and that there's no uh, dual ownership so I mean this is what the EFL Owners and directors test is all about now. If they have to go and in, delve into these nooks and crannies, um, and to make sure there's no conflict of interest, this is one of the big tests. So ESI saying that they're confident they've proved it. So it's up to the EFL now to 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 make a decision based upon what they've been provided with. Yeah, I think uh, the 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 fit and proper persons test might come into a question with um, our current owner. Uh, and yeah, the EFL will have to do their due diligence, so to speak, on this. So. I don't really know what it entails, but if if that means that they've got to take extra care to avoid another situation that we have been in, then you know so be it. Um, but I think it's probably um, veering towards not having dual ownership with Man City. Which you know, if the ES and I do have some sort of dealings with Man City before, then you know, I don't, so I, I, I'm I don't think ESI are saying that there's there's not, and yeah. obviously we need to remember that is ESI saying that. Yeah. So. Uh, you have to be you have, you have to be careful with that, but they 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 are saying that they don't believe that's the case. So mm. I mean, so it's, yeah, it's, it's good. I mean, if they can prove it, and you know, if the EFL is satisfied with that, then you know, so be it. And then it's, mm. hopefully it gets done soon. I did notice that they've interviewed all the three, haven't they? Was yeah. it Tanu, Neem, uh, Matt Southwell, and there was another one I can't remember. Uh, his name. Haller, I think. Yeah. yeah so, so they've done the, the interviews. So I, and they've provided mm. the evidence. So now I assume. Yeah. It's just a waiting a decision. And now, talking to someone else who's been getting a lot of attention on social media, Tanun Namir's Instagram <laughs> account is like absolute fire. It's like oh, he's an absolute it. he's an absolute influencer. <clears throat> that man, he's been it photographing is. himself. Uh, well, he's been putting up photos of the ground, of the badge, and then of the supporters trust of, of the uh, community trust logo as well. Uh, I mean, he is he is he is he's putting himself out there, Lewis. Are you are you a follower? I am, mate. Yeah, of course yeah. I am. Yeah, I mean, what you what you make? I mean, so he he obviously seems confident that, that something's close. The ESI. 
uh, clearly feeling out that they feel confident everything's going to be fine. Uh, obviously, with with the timings of everything coming up, January only just around the corner, just the other side of Christmas now. Uh, everyone's eager for it to be to get over the line and just hope that, that the EFL find in our favour if that's the case I mean if there's a problem then I guess you don't really want them to find in our favour because then that could be a problem further down the line well exactly I mean they've come under a lot of scrutiny recently the EFL you know with with the situation at Bury and and the rogue owners that have managed to you know take ownership of clubs like us and Coventry and uh, you know the list the list is growing you know for, forever growing so it's right that they do the that they do the correct checks because we don't want to get all excited about a takeover and be in a similar position under a different stewardship, if you know what I mean. I don't. I don't want to be in in you know having the same struggles that we are under Roland, just in different hands. So it's right they do the the correct checks, but of course, you know we've we've been under such ridiculous conditions for such a long time that it would be ridiculous we weren't if we weren't excited. So for the for the sort of stability of the club as well it's better it gets done sooner rather than later and especially with January coming up we're going to want to be able to strengthen um, with these contract situations as well with Lyle you know we want to know if we're going to have the the right resources to bring in somebody to replace him if we do lose him you want to get Bowyer secured because you know that that's going to attract players to the club as well and it's just about adding that little bit of stability you know no one's expecting them to come in and spend millions upon millions upon millions of pounds we're just expecting somebody to come in and stable the ship and be able to compete properly at this level because we were doing so well before the the big injury crisis with the you know with the lack of resources that we do have so it it just shows what we're capable of with the squad we have and with a couple of additions here and there what we could really achieve and we could really compete properly at this level given the right resources are given to Lee Bowyer and, and his team mm, excellent it's the Christmas present we all want isn't it let's get it announced before Christmas please uh, EFL wants a new Namir to jump out of a little present under my giant tree giant cake yeah, yeah wearing, nof- wearing nothing but uh, Charlton pants <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, let's have a quick not. break Nathan you look disgusted uh, we'll be back here in 30 <laughs> seconds life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if AI could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. (laughs) Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across, Bowers there, pierces there, Bowers with a header, and it's John! Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr! The absolute German beauty! Woo! Dreamland! John has scored! With seconds remaining! We've done it all! Guess it! Come on! What a time to be here! Here at Wembley! Oh my word! Oh my word! 
Charlton Live. Right, welcome back. This is Charlton Live, the big match preview, the final big match preview of 2019. We're going off for our Christmas break uh, after Sunday show. So we'll be back here on Sunday with a Christmas special quiz and everything. Uh, but this is our final big match preview. Uh, Nathan, you looking forward to the quiz? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I'll just dab if no one. You're dabbing, yeah. We need to get a webcam in here for that to work. But yeah. Did you win no. last year? I can't remember. No, I lost last year. I won the I won by a landslide the first one. Yeah. Last year I got battered by old Garmy and Tom, didn't I? Yeah. Well, the, yeah, those two are both both in on. Who's on, on my uh, team this year? I ain't sorry, I ain't picked the team yet. I'm gonna Ooh. make a decision. Yeah. Oh, I bet it's gonna yeah. be me and El Tell, isn't it? You gotta have one of the oldies on one side, don't you? Just in case we get like nineteen yeah. twenty. Well, you qualify for that category now anyway, now, so you'll be alright. Human. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, right, um, so yeah, something to look forward to uh, on Sunday. Um, right, getting back to tonight's show. Obviously, uh, last Sunday we were looking forward to the return of uh, Johnny Williams uh, and, of course, Sam Field uh, as we make the trip to uh, QPR on uh, on um, on Saturday. Bayer's been. Uh, we were hoping that that Williams, of course, would be on the bench for the Friday game uh, against Hull City. It wasn't the case, but then Bayer came out on on Saturday and said he'd be back uh, on Friday. Sorry, and said he'd be back for Saturday. Uh, well, that obviously isn't the case. That's not how <laughs> things work around here. Lee Bayer was asked about injuries, and he's had some more disappointing news this week. Squad's just so, um, Johnny Williams was meant to be back. Uh, I said last weekend, last week before the game, um, that he he had an air shot and missed the ball, and his hamstring got a bit tight, and then they've scanned it, and he's got a grade one, so he's out for two weeks. Sam Field was meant to be back with us on Wednesday. He'd done his last two days of training with West Brom Monday, Tuesday. Um, Outside with the first team, they wanted to tick that box before he came back with us. And then on the Tuesday, his foot got stuck in the ground and retwisted his knee. So he was meant to come back to us on Wednesday. I spoke to someone that I know there and they said like all the work had gone well, all the preparation, the strengthening and everything, but just can't help someone's foot getting stuck in the ground and and, and unfortunately for us Sam, Sam's going for another scan today and we're, we're no more regarding Sam either later today or tomorrow but the disappointing thing is he's not going to be with us mm. the weekend which I was really looking forward to yeah. because um, he's a good player and he, and he protects about four and he, he gets his passing but unfortunately doesn't look too good regarding Sam. Is the valley built on like an Indian burial ground or something? Has, has Lee Boyer just run over 50 black cats in, in his life? I mean, what what on earth is going on with our luck with injuries? Johnny Williams and Sam Field both expected back at QPR, both falling foul to freak injuries. Johnny Williams trying to kick a football, missing and getting injured, and Sam Field just trying to walk and stand up and, and his knee twisting. And, and I mean, what, what on earth is is wrong with us? Oh, I don't know. It's it's just ridiculous, isn't it? There's always there seems to always be something like we we get a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel with mm. a player, and then you know they'll fall, they'll fall foul of something else. And we had it with Lyle. We thought we'd be back for Preston, and he's he's only been back a couple of weeks. You know, we only saw him up at Middlesbrough a fortnight ago. Uh, Johnny as well. You know, the fact that he's gone to kick a ball, he's air shot at it, and that's put him out for two. He's normally quite good at kicking the ball. He is good at kicking the yeah. ball. So I mean, it just shows. You know, it shows our luck, doesn't it? And it just seems to be that they're all out at the same time. Like with, with Oz Tamura as well, you'd have a decent backup for Johnny if he was around. 
Sam Field was starting to really impress me as well and then he's ended up injuring himself up in West Brom. Maybe they've just derailed him because they're worried that we're going to start catching up with him at the top of the league. Mm, yeah, <laughs> Who was, knows? I was saying off air because it, it shows how our luck has turned from the start of the season because do you remember when Johnny Williams tried to kick the ball and completely missed kicked against Stoke and ended up setting it up for Chucks and Inke <laughs> yeah, to score yeah. a goal? Now, now he's doing that and he's out for an extra two weeks. Now, if, I mean, you can see the effect it's having on the team and it just feels really it felt like this week was going to be as Lewis said a light at the end of the tunnel just finally the injury crisis easing off and and now we're struck down again with the two players that we're looking forward to, to coming back being unavailable and it just it just adds to the pressure and it adds to the work rate of the young players who are having to play over and over again and we're going into this Christmas period where we have to play like four games in about 12 days yeah but there's only one uh, one resolution isn't there Mendes it's like they've seen us We've played yeah. on this Hello Turf, mate. Yeah. We will rock it, mate. Yeah, I mean, uh, get I, us signed up. Yeah. Play centre of the pitch. I got yeah, my house. I, got, I just moved into a house near the training ground. There so we go. Easy yeah. commute. If or that, yeah. we get you either you've got Jack Owen Bowes out of retirement, or you get us in there. Yeah. But no, but it's um, yeah, like Lucy, it's like you take two, you know, two steps forward and then four back or whatever. The saying is, I can't remember. I lost my track there. You get injured but. taking those two steps. But yeah, no, it's frustrating. But listen, you can't. You can't. It's just done. It's just luck, isn't it? It's like there's freak injuries, um, but we're going to have to. The, the the kids are going to have to play again. I'm sure we're going to go. We said we were going to go on the last minute winners, which I think has a massive effect on it. Um, but yeah, it's like what can you do? It's like unless you get Bose and Jacko out of retirement, or you play the kids, or you force people to play more games. But the problem is, is the more you play them, the more chance they're going to be injured. Like you say, especially over Christmas period mm. where you've got. But we seem to have, the last few seasons, we've been rubbish at Christmas, haven't we? Yeah. So, uh, last, hey, at least, at least the trend will carry on the same this year then, if we've got <laughs> no players. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it was it up until, I think we must have won some in December last year, but up until last year, the season, like four seasons before, we hadn't won in December, had we? <laughs> we had a really bizarre record around this time, but we, we definitely beat a couple of teams. We beat Gillingham just before Christmas, I remember last year. Um, I mean, Nathan, obviously you haven't been around for the last mm. few weeks, but you've been able to see some of the games. Mm. Um, the performances in, in some cases have been okay. Yeah. Um, and it just, it's, it's still that clawing away at the back of your mind. What would we be doing if we had a full squad? Because we know at the start of the season we were on absolute fire. Well, of course. I mean, if you go back to the Preston game where we were, what, three points off top and narrowly lost against a good Preston team who have absolutely nosedived, by the way. I mean, one in like six or something. They? Yeah, they weren't great against us. No. So, but I mean, yeah, way. we was up there. And then, but we all sort of knew, I mean, once we had a couple of injuries, it might put our form back a little bit. But I don't think anyone envisaged us, us having this many players out. Um, and it makes that start we had, it makes it so vitally important. Imagine we didn't start as good and now we had this we'll be looking at things in a totally different light. And I think, mm. what, we off, what, six points off relegation? I can't remember, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, credit goes to, obviously, everyone involved to, for that start because it's helped us out a little bit, well, massively, actually. Um, mm. because, I mean, yeah. You can see it's taken its toll on everyone. Even, even Lee mm. Bowyer, I mean, you could hear him in press day uh, when we just heard that clip a few minutes ago and he did say at the start, which I haven't used, like, he's ill. Mm. He's got a yeah. nasty bit of the old man flu going around yeah, and, and, and well. it's taken effect. I mean, Mendonca and Asda's, uh, has asked if there's any truth in the rumours doing the rounds that Dylan won't be able to play at the weekend due to and so I have I've very much been out of the loop today because of house mm. moving but um, I haven't heard that personally um, that doesn't mean it's not true <laughs> it means I haven't heard it but um, I hope, hopefully that won't be the case because obviously uh, Ben Amos I think has still got that, that um, bandage around his yeah he's still got a finger definitely I mean, he, he <laughs> he's got ten of them that, yeah. oh, no, no, eight of them actually yeah, yeah, nine so two thumbs yeah. <laughs> let's, <laughs> not, let's <laughs> not get into the difference between fingers and thumbs on the show I mean we, 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 we 
that could go on for hours. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I haven't heard that, but ho- hopefully that's not the case. Uh, but yeah, it just shows uh, and it is taking uh, a toll on people. Right, um, have another, another quick break. I'm going to play uh, this jingle while I still can. And then uh, when we come back, we'll start talking about why we keep conceding uh, late goals at the moment. Live. Welcome back. So yeah, that's, that might be the last time I can use that. If he, if he, yeah. <laughs> I'll get it in on Sunday. But then, uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, well, hopefully everyone won't start social media in at me uh, because we talk about Lyle Taylor on the show, right? Um, as we've seen over the course of the last few weeks, in particular uh, the last two home games in the league, uh, we're conceding quite a lot of goals late on at the moment. Hugely frustrating uh, for Lee Bayer, clearly because in, in the course of uh, of the week it cost us two points against Hull City and it cost us a point uh, against Huddersfield. So it cost us three goals, uh, three points in the, in the last week. Um, I think I think the stat is something like 17 points we've lost from winning uh, positions. 20% of the goals we concede are in uh, the last 10 minutes of games and injury time six goals out of 30 we're conceding a lot of that time and we're only scoring three goals in that time and is that the same amount of time so clearly uh, there's a problem uh, going on there now Lee Bay was asked about that in press day today um, asked if he thought that it might be something that you could put down to perhaps tiredness uh, within the team no, I wouldn't say fatigue I'd, I'd say our fitness is very good um, I'd say it comes down to concentration mm. um, you've got to remember this a majority of the side especially the lads that are playing now but we're playing in League One last year and you can get away with it yeah. that's the difference you can get away with making a mistake in this division you can't like you see the other night they were, apart from the two goals that they scored then they made a couple of saves but you expect him to make them saves so just switching off and, and, and that's what's cost us whether it's regarding set pieces, whether it's regarding open play, we've, we've got to do our individual jobs better. Um, and because if not, you get punished. And, and that's what's been happening to us. And, and I feel for the lads because we, we can't make many changes, you know. No. Um, and, and they're giving everything. So all I can ask of them is just keep giving that and then try to manage the games properly when we're in control, you know. So... But, but they're learning the hard way at the moment. Obviously, we got off to a good start and then now it's tough for us because of the amount of people that are out. But it's a learning curve. And once these players come back, I think it's going to make us even stronger for, for later on in the season. But it's close, aren't they? I mean, those those points sort of dropped could have been extra points. I know it's, it's could have been, but at least that's a positive you can look at and say to the lads, look, you're very close to get, getting three points in that game or picking up something in that yeah, I see a stat. I watched their game back on the Friday night when I got home, and, and I see a stat. It's like points dropped from winning positions, like 17 or 20 points. It's like ridiculous. Mm. So even if you cut that in half, that puts us right in amongst it, you know, So um, which is disappointing. But like I said, we, we have to learn from from this, manage the game, and, 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 and do the basics right. Like make sure your man doesn't score. Yeah. And. Uh, once we start doing that again, like we was in the start of the season, 
And uh, like I said, the, the points will start coming in. So obviously, Lewis, it's clearly something that, that is frustrating Boya. Um, and, and it is crazy to think that if we'd held on in some of those games, I mean, we'd be in such a comfortable position. Um, I mean, Bo says he doesn't think it's, it's down to fatigue. He thinks our fitness is very good. What would you put, 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 put the reason down to then? I just think it's like lack of concentration. I think the, the fact that we don't really have any options on the bench to freshen it up when we do start to fatigue, because... You've got, you've got to remember these. Some of these players are, are very young. You know the, the Alfie Doughtys, the Albie Morgans, the the James Vennings that's being called upon, and they're all young players that probably are going to not be able to play a full ninety minutes at, at Championship level, especially. You know, and it it does aid other teams that have come up against us, but they've been able to freshen it up when they've started to look tired. Um, but we're in a position at the moment where we can't really do that. You know, you look at the bench that we've had over the last couple of games, bar Lyle Taylor, we've really struggled in terms of bringing somebody on and that could actually change a game. And I think that that has a big factor in it because the squad depth is huge, especially at this level. And if you want to change it up because something isn't working, you've got to have the players to do that. And we, we don't at the moment because of the injuries that we do have. So I, I think that's what it's down to. I, I think that the sort of lack of being able to, to freshen things up when, when needed in some of these games that have been quite tough and, and dogged, especially recently, like the Huddersfield game and the whole game, we've not really been able to change it up to in in our favour. And, and I think that's that's just down to the, the lack in numbers of injuries and the fact that we we haven't got the resources to freshen it up at the moment. I guess along with this run goes on as well without a win, 10 games now, Nath, the, the, the harder it's going to be to concentrate. And we saw it on... On, uh, on on Friday evening against Hull, they were so desperate to, to all get out to that cross that they all, it seemed like half the team charged towards uh, the whole City player about to sling, sling the cross in. And all of a sudden, the ball goes over to the far post and there's four on one uh, against Ben Perrington. I mean, it shows that I think the longer this goes on, the more desperate they become. And when you become desperate and rushed, then all of a sudden you're making mistakes that you're not even thinking about. Yeah, no, I think... Uh, I was just going to say it briefly. I think the last two late goals we've considered have just been done by errors. I don't think it might be concentration, but Huddersfield, Solly couldn't clear it. High and far, that's what you do. Um, I think Ben might have been at fault for the whole one, wasn't it? Was he should have jumped? It's like, yeah, I mean, I think fatigue can be the, an easy cop out. Um, but like Bo says, I think they're fit players, you know, these professional, these ain't Sunday league footballers. Um, and yeah, concentration may suffer if you're a bit tired, but the, the ones I've seen, I mean, even if you look at the Borough goal, that was early in the game and it's just silly errors we're making at the moment. And then like you say, when you're making silly errors and you do become desperate, you might start making more errors. But we've just got to keep at keep at it, keep trying to do the basics and and it will it will turn. I'm sure no, there's no doubt about it, I'm sure it will turn. But um first and foremost we need to cut out the errors. Mm. For me anyway. Yeah, excellent stuff. Well hopefully uh we won't uh concede late on, on Saturday at QPR. We probably will now <laughs> now I've said that. Uh right, um, 100 percent Charlton sent over a poll. Uh, that they've been doing on their Twitter page. They wanted to find out out of four players who would, if you were, if you had the chance to offer one of them a free year contract right now, which one would you go for? And the options were Johnny Williams, Lyle Taylor, Josh Cullen, and Tom Lockyer. Which which one would you go for out of those? That's got to be Cullen. Cullen. All day. Yeah. All day, well, that's the, uh, the the voters agree with you. Um, Did anyone say Taylor? Uh, yeah, sixteen percent said Taylor. Four only four percent said Lockyer. Twenty six percent Johnny Williams, and fifty four percent Josh Cullen. So interesting to see that obviously there's a lot of uh, love for Josh Cullen at the moment. And, uh, I'd go along with that but I mean if I could offer a three year contract to all of those players I certainly would because uh, they could be uh, very useful we also had an email in during the week from Larry 
says uh, playoff final. I think we all have it wrong. Charlton are 150 to one at some bookmakers, uh, with some bodies coming back and a few departing to unknown places. The likelihood that there might be a few pennies in the kitty come January, with uh, Mr. Steve Gallen buying the right players uh, and us going on a good run. Ten pounds at 150 to one uh, for us to get to the playoffs and win the final would be 1,500 pounds. Sounds a good bet. Uh, there's still plenty to play for for Larry. So Larry's joining on with Ev James that believes that we can get to the to the playoff final. Lewis, are you feeling it? Uh, not the moment, no. <laughs> not right now. I've still, I've still got that tenner on. I've done it in July, didn't I? I put a tenner on us to go up. Did, Did you? you? Mm. Yeah. Since July. I don't know what the odds were. Well, can you cash it out? Uh, that's just a good point, actually. Let me try. I'll check. I'll right now, actually. <laughs> Excellent. Right, live betting on Charlton Live. Right, let's have another quick break. Bet responsibly, yeah. Yeah, yeah when we come back, we'll start to look ahead uh, to Saturday's trip uh, over to QPR. <laughs> to Nabi Saar now Saar up to Leko forced Kaski oh, early ball looking for Cullen as well picked up by Shinny but Field gets it back across to Gallagher shooting chance Gallagher goes for it oh! Welcome back to Charlton Live here. Right, so Nathan's cash out is currently what? 28p? 29p, mate. 29p. Oh, sorry, I, I love Skybet. I love yeah. them so yeah. much. Uh, Instead of 288, 286 to win, yeah. or I'll cash out for 29p. Well, so I think I think you should take the 29p and run right now, Lewis. Let's put pressure on him to do it live yeah, on the show. Yeah. 29p. That 20... might go up to 30 by the end of if the we, yeah, if we if we win If we win QPR, it'll be 35p. And then we'll, then, then we'll talk on Saturday. Then I'll do, yeah, I'll do that and I'll cash out and I'll buy a round in Hammersmith. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Heard it here first. Yeah, round of tap water, lovely. Right, let's start to look ahead to the uh, the game over at the Kyan Prince uh, Foundation uh, Stadium. We always like to try and get someone who covers the opposition uh, for us. We're in a very privileged position that we got someone who, for some reason, covers QPR and Charlton. They're the two teams uh, that Nick. Uh, uh, Catino uh, covers. He covers the uh, the QPR uh, for West London Sport, and he covers uh, Charlton for a little new news shopper. Never heard of him. Um, <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah. So uh, let's. Uh, I spoke to Nick uh, during the week to find out how QPR uh, who uh, have been getting on, and he says that the hoops have uh, uh, faltered uh, recently after what had been a fairly impressive start to the season. It's interesting because they actually got off to a decent start. Um, they had a few good victories um, in you know some of their fixtures where they were not really predicted to win. Um, but so far, it's been a bit of a bad spell. They obviously um, just ended a, a long run without a win. But uh, the victories over Preston and Birmingham were really, really impressive. And then it came a bit crashing down against Barnsley where they lost 5-3. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mm. um, this is a team that was pitted to be in and amongst it down at the bottom of the table uh, looking to be relegation candidates but uh, they kind of confounded that with with their with their start to the season um so overall i think fans are 
okay. It's not. It's not like they're absolutely delighted with the with the recent run. But given where they were predicted to be at the start of the season, I think they would take where they are at this point. Um, you know, they're they're quite a bit off the relegation zone, and they're only four points off of six. I don't think many QPR fans would be um, too disappointed with that. Yeah, and it looks like QPR set out to be that team this season, third uh, from bottom in terms of best defence in the league, so they're conceding a lot of goals, but they're also the joint second top uh, scorers, so um, it looks like there's a lot of goals in, in, in the games that they're involved in. Yeah, that's uh, that's putting it lightly. I mean, <clears throat> the thing is about QPR when you watch them this season is that they, when they want to be, they are very exciting to watch. They get the ball down, they get into good attacking areas, they score goals, and they really get you know the entertainment factor going. They have great young talent in Elias Chair, Barry Eze, Naki Wells is an experienced striker who can finish and get those goals for you. Jordan Hugel is. A good striker, he can finish. Uh, he has the tendency to miss some very big chances, but overall, they are a team that can score goals and get those goals in, in, in games that you wouldn't expect. But at the back, it's been disastrous, if I'm being quite honest. Um, I think Wolverton sometimes downplays how bad they are in, in his post-match interviews. Sometimes he'll say they're a bit sloppy, but you know this is a repeated thing. You know, Conceding five goals at Barnsley, who are bottom of the table is not exactly a, a great indicator. Um, when they got hammered 4-0 at home by Nottingham Forest, they just capitulated in the last 10 minutes. Um, so, the, yeah, uh, going forward and you know defending, there there are a lot of goals, but if they could show up their defence even just a little bit, they would be a very you know threatening team to, to a lot of the uh, teams that are vying for promotion because they, could, they can you know, score those goals and then put teams under pressure. Yeah, and you mentioned there, of course, the manager, Mark Warburton, who came in uh, in the summer. Uh, I know he was the first Brentford manager to win his, to win his first game for a very long time, but um, you know, yeah. did a great job with Brentford uh, elsewhere in West London. What was the reaction uh, that he got when he first joined and how, how do the QPR fans see him now that he's had uh, a few months to get his feet under the table? Um, to start with, I'm not sure what the... I'm not sure there was a particularly strong reaction either way. I think people were just ready to get rid of Steve McLaren. I mean, it was just not working with with him, and, and obviously how it transpired just didn't. It just felt like the the, the, the club was going backwards a bit. So when he first came in, I don't think there was uh, too much of a of a huge oh this is great this is amazing we're going to be back on track or oh no the club has made a terrible appointment they just wanted to see what he would he would bring they obviously looked at what he did at Brentford obviously there was success there the Nottingham Forest belt did bring a bit of concern um, it wasn't the best of times there but then at Rangers obviously he did um, show what he's capable of um, <clears throat> yeah um, compared to now I think they're happy um, they like the, the way he comes across they like his his beliefs and his principles they like the way that he goes about his things but the the, the, the main concern is the, is the defending the, the defending is, is a massive massive problem considering it's actually the most experienced part of the team the way that they're conceding so many goals is alarming um and the way that they capitulate is 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 quite uh it just basically brings down the entire you know, uh, progress that they make because if you're going forward and scoring goals and getting all these vital goals against teams that you wouldn't be expected to beat, and then you're conceding them at the other end, and it kind of about does all the all the work that you've done going forward. So, 
right now, I think fans are happy. They just want the, the, the goals to stop going in and the other way. Mm. And uh, one player who's been standing out this season, Abire, has a nine-league goals already. Um, he, he played that pivotal part in the result up at Hull a few uh, a few weeks ago where he got mm. those two penalties after great runs. I mean, he he's one that sort of caught my attention. What what sort of player would you describe him as? He's a smart player um, with the ball at his feet. He's intelligent. He makes he makes contributions on both ends of the pitch. He's not just someone who is engineering scoring chances going forward for the team, which he is very good at. But defensively, he'll get stuck in just as much as anyone else. I mean, if I can draw comparisons, they're different players. But I suppose the closest comparison on Charlton would be uh, Conor Gallagher in the sense that defensively, he gets stuck in. He runs his socks off to get the ball back for the team and then going forward he's a threat he can score goals he can create goals he makes those intelligent runs and he helps you know keep the attack taking over with with Ilyas Cher um, in support who's also another talented exciting player Jordan Hugill and um, Naki Wells and even um, the fullback uh, Ryan Manning coming in from deep when they both combine down the left side it can be quite a devastating prospect for the opposition side so there's no there's no um, surprise why clubs in the Premier League are looking at him because he has uh, potential to do a lot more Well you're of course in a bit of a unique and sought after position as you get to cover QPR and Cholton uh, at the same time to two, two clubs and uh, I mean so, you, so you've probably got the best idea out of anyone uh, what to expect on, on Saturday how do you see Saturday's game going? I think it's going to be scrappy I know that's a bit of a cliche <clears throat> the thing is that when you watch QPR, the thing that they love to do is get the ball down and play and create high-scoring chances. And given how Charlton have um, kind of been defensively in the last few games, is is something that probably Boya will look to to kind of shore up. I mean, those two goals against Huddersfield and Hull in the last few minutes will definitely be something he wants to keep out. So he might be paying extra attention defensively. I think <clears throat> in the middle of the park will be where a lot of the battles will be won and lost. You've got a strong midfield set up with uh, QPR against the more industrious um, Charlton with, with Dan Pratty sitting at the, at the front of the, of the defence and Conor Gallagher roaming around it. I think in terms of the score, 2-2 um, wouldn't be out of the ordinary. <laughs> I knew I you'd go for a draw. <laughs> <laughs> I just think Charlton, I wouldn't put them out. Of, of scoring because obviously given how bad QPR have been at the back there's no reason why McCauley Bond couldn't go and get one and then maybe one from you know Jason Pierce or, or Nabi Saar or even the fact that Johnny Williams and Martin are coming back that means that they have extra firepower going forward but then QPR going forward they, they can get those goals from losing positions I think QPR are one of the teams that have more points from losing positions than most teams apart from West Brom and conversely Charlton have dropped more points than most teams other than Wigan so with that kind of uh, in the mix you'd think that there are a lot of goals to be had but I think 2-2 you know a score draw is probably a fair, fair prediction so there we go. That's Nick uh, from West London Sport and the New Shopper uh, looking ahead to, to Saturday's game. Obviously, QPR, Lewis, a team that concede a lot. I mean, they go up, they go up to Barnsley and ship five. You know, Barnsley <laughs> team that, that do not win games. And, uh, I mean, serious question marks will be asked uh, of, of Mark Warburton's side after that. So I guess they'll, they'll be looking for a reaction. Uh, and obviously in, uh, in, in the Beer Ray, 
Uh, they, they've got a great player there who could who could cause us some damage. I, I, I mean, I was I was taking the mick a, a bit out of Nick for sitting on the fence and saying it'd be a draw, but <laughs> I mean, it, it is set up for an exciting, probably quite an even game, a good London derby just for Christmas. Yeah, definitely, and you know, two teams that have got something to prove in terms of we, we're both on a bit of a barren run of form. We, I think their result on Saturday up at Barnsley was pretty atrocious. Really, when you mm. when you look at they had a couple of wins just before that, I guess. So you could you could yeah, argue they're a better form than us. To concede five against the against the basement club is uh, is pretty poor, isn't it? Really, yeah. the, the football didn't come through the window, knocked yeah, me out. Yeah, they're, yeah, um, they're, play, they're playing football next door, and one just almost came through the window. Um, uh, Naif, you go to to QPR. I mean, like I mentioned that Isaiah Bire, good 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 looking player, isn't he? Like that's the wrong phrase, isn't it? <laughs> good. Like, <laughs> No, Play, no, yeah, no, yeah, plays yeah, nice yeah, football. Yeah, I'm not, not going to slag him off, but um, yeah, he, look, he looks a decent player. Yeah, no, he is. I mean, um, they have got they started the they started the uh, season quite well though, didn't they? And just looking through their squad now, they have got some of Asai Samuel Bright got quite you know a good quick player, Jordan Dugal like like uh, Nick was saying. So, and Nike Wells is obviously proven at this level. So they've got some good players, um, but then so have we. Obviously, I don't think they've got an injury crisis as much as we have. No one um, exactly, but I mean, you're looking at apart from those two wins, they've been in pretty poor form as well, similar mm. to us, really. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think there probably will be goals in it. I agree with Nick, um, mm. but yeah, I just think it probably will be one in midfield again. What Nick said, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, seeing some should have bloody got Nick in instead of you faces, offering yeah. the same. Offering the yeah, same no, thing, yeah. Yeah, he talks <laughs> a lot of sense on Nick, doesn't he? But um, hopefully, we'll get one more though, and win three two. Yeah. Right. Know. Well, it's funny that you say that you saw the some similarities between the two sides because Bayer's uh, said similar eh? as as we heard from Nick about goals at both ends and uh, for, for QPR. Bayer says uh, that he can see those similarities between the West Londoners uh, and his own side. Sounds a bit like us, though, doesn't it? We can see goals and we score goals. It's, that's something that we're trying to work on, um, preventing goals. The, the two that, that we conceded the other night on Friday were goals that can easily be prevented. So um, we're working hard, just like they probably are, to, to try and turn that around because going forward, both teams look to have goals in their team. Mm-hmm. So could be an eventful game on uh, Saturday. Just before Christmas. <laughs> big atmosphere, Loftus Road, you know, as a ground. I mean, it creates a good atmosphere. That should sort of help drive everyone forward. A pre-Christmas bonus for everyone. Three points in the back pocket. be nice hanging on the Christmas tree from Christmas Eve, isn't it? That would be lovely. That would be lovely. It's a, it's a good ground. Um, I've been there a few times. I watched a few games last season and I haven't managed to get there this season yet. But, yeah, it's a good old-fashioned ground and uh, I think I only played it once. So, um, yeah. I'm looking forward to going. It's a tight pitch, crowd are on top of you. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Most importantly, if we can get the free contact we play. So yeah, Bea Bire was was born in Greenwich as well, according to his Wikipedia page. So if he if he dare score against us on Saturday, that'd be an absolute insult to his own people. It would. Yeah. Be right, uh, Bo, you're looking forward to uh, Saturday. Uh, good, you know, big game. So I mean, a London derby in any situation. I, I'm. Uh, uh, I'm one who actually quite likes going to Loftus Road because it is that type player. I know it's an absolute hole as well yeah. because it's and it's not the not ideal, but it, it it does it can create a good atmosphere. Everyone's sort of on top of the players. Um, we can't get away from the fact, Lewis, that we're ten games without a win, and if we don't start getting results by hook or by crook, then things are could potentially become a bit desperate. I don't think they will. I don't think by the end of the season, when we've had a few bodies back, I think we'll be okay. 
But the longer that we're struggling with these injuries and therefore the results, the the harder it's going to get to turn around that form. Yeah, exactly. You know, we've seen it over the over the last couple of months how quickly you can you can plummet down that table. Um, we we started the season so well, and I think that's that's given us enough of a cushion. I I think to sort of steer clear of any trouble come the end of the season. But you you can't get too ahead of yourself. It's it's important that we do start picking up these victories again and. Once we get the first one, I think the confidence will start flowing again, and, and hopefully we can we can go on a bit of a run. And it only takes stringing a few a few wins together to propel yourself back up the table. So I think once we once we get that first win in in the bag, mm. I think it, it will make the, a huge difference in, yeah. in you know get gaining a few more along the way. Yeah, and obviously a very real chance that Lyle Taylor will be able to start now on Saturday. Um, as long as he doesn't injure his wrist signing a contract, which seems unlikely. So, I mean, that that surely will be a big boost. Uh, you'd assume he'd go up alongside Macaulay Bond. It'd be nice to see those two start to try and try and find that that chemistry between them and, and, and turn into the partnership that we think, you know, between the pair of them, they, they've, they've got five and six goals between them. So we think this, this could be a partnership that could really be quite fruitful for us. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think if they do start together, I think it'll be a good thing, obviously, because Lyle's back. But I think our build-up play, I think... Uh, Taylor will probably go and do what he's been doing, maybe coming out a bit wider, trying to drag people out, and McCauley can sort of focus on obviously getting in the right positions because we know he's good at finishing. So um, hopefully they can strike up a decent little partnership um, and sort of take the burden off a bit, Macro, a little bit. I think even when Leco was playing up there, it's a different sort of forward to Macro, and it was all sort of his shoulders to make sure the ball was sticking. Um, but we all know that Lyle was good at that, and um, hopefully they can because... Um, I think Mac has looked a lot mm. quite isolated up there. Yeah, interesting uh, tweet in from from Cap uh, says it's a shame uh, that some fans are turning on our medical team. Uh, the injuries are self perpetuating from having a small squad where there are muscle injuries and it's just bad luck over the ACLs and ligament uh, injuries. After all, the medical team were not in Montserrat or this week in West Bromwich. Yeah, probably a, a fair point there from uh, from Cap. Um, We've played three at the back quite a lot recently because of the lack of midfield options. Obviously, if Field and Williams were back, that could have well changed on Saturday. Because they're now not back, we've pretty much got the same options that we had to hand in the last couple of weeks. Do you think Bo's going to go for that fight, that, that fight with three, three at the back with the wing-backs again? Do you think he'll look to try and switch it up because, you know, just for a, to try and ease a little bit of pressure or something, just to try and make something change to find, to find something that works? Yeah, I, mean, I think he'll, he'll probably stick to the to the three with the wing backs as well. Um, I think maybe we'll see Doughty come back in. Hopefully, he's recovered because I know he was he was out with the virus that now, you know, Bowie's got it. So hopefully, hopefully um, Alfie's over it because I was really impressed with him when he played wing back uh, up at Middlesbrough, and you know that was not, weren't many positives to take from that performance, and I think he was one of them. Mm. Um, oh yeah, but overall, I mean, we're we're kind of doing it with our hands tied behind our backs. I don't I don't think we've really got a huge amount of options to change it up Joe Ledley might get some minutes now maybe after a, you know he started up in Middlesbrough he's had a couple of games out where he's not got off the bench maybe he's a bit sharper now from training he might he might get a start but apart from that I mean I, I can't see a huge amount uh, changing at all so uh, the only thing I can see potentially is is, uh, is Alfie Doughty coming in for, for Perrington yeah I mean, I mean if Taylor does come in as well obviously the question marks over Jonathan Lecco do you think they might try and slot him into the midfield somewhere and maybe to keep him in the team he scored a few goals recently he's probably played probably his best game for us on on, on Friday evening against Hull mm-hmm. um, so it would possibly be a shame to not find a space for him in the team but I guess Bon and Taylor would always be ahead of him in the pecking order yeah I mean you could probably slot Leco in there and maybe on the right, on the right maybe but I think you're then going to more 
to a flat four then, which I don't think Bose will ever do if you even if you had Alfie in there. I just I just think if we if it's gonna be a, a case of who wins the midfield battle, I think you probably might have to have Pratt and Joe Ledley in there. Um especially away from home. Albie Morgan, we know he's a good player technically, but defensively and positionally I don't know if it's gonna be um his type of game. But you know, Bose knows him more than he. Um but I'd probably go for Pratt and Joe with obviously Connor in there at three at the back. We ain't really got much choice. So it's that or yeah, you've got Albie in there. I don't think George is fit yet. Is he? I know he was in Old Trafford the other day, wasn't he? Was he? <laughs> yeah, see, his brother play against United. Oh, of course, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult. But I mean, you've got you can't you can only do that. You can muck around with it, and maybe do a flat four. But you, we're not that sort of team, so I would I would don't think we'll veer too much away from it from mm. what we've had in the last couple uh, of weeks. Well, desperately hoping uh, that we can eke something out of the game on, uh, on on Saturday, try and find that winning formula, get us back to winning ways. Let's have your predictions then. Uh, your last predictions of 2019, Lewis? Uh, I'm going to go for 2-1 Charlton. Nice. 4-3 Charlton. Oh, oh yeah. Love that. Can you imagine? Oh, Hammersmith will be rocking. Absolutely oh, yeah. rocking that night, especially when Taylor comes in and <laughs> buys, buys the drinks as well. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Right, uh, we've run out of time on this evening's Big Match Preview. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, don't forget then, we will be back on Sunday with the Christmas special, uh, all the usual fun fun and games, the party party games and the quizzes and stuff that we'll do, as well as looking back at whatever happens uh, against QPR. Uh, looking forward to that show. Lewis and Nate, thanks for coming in. No worries, mate. That's love. Last we'll Saturday. see of you uh, this year, Lewis. So have a, have yeah. a nice Christmas, mate. Have a good one. Right. Hope you have a good one. Right, I've been Louis Mendes. Uh, thank you for listening uh, to this evening's Charlton Live. Let's hope that Charlton can get back to winning ways. That's probably the 10th time in a row I've said that at the end of a show now uh, on, on Saturday. Let's hope this time uh, is the time. We shall see you on Sunday. decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy mail checks invoices legal documents and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. 
No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.